Love Talk Radio. Yo, Verge. What's up, man? Rick Camacho, dog. You know how we do it, man. You know you be traveling, doing your thing. Give me a dog. I need a, uh, an intro for you for my show. So Kitchen Radio. If you can't take the heat, nah, that's too cliche My man DJ Slicks always do it his way From the bay to the valley He always put it down with the street level thump And the underground sound Now you can find him on the dot com Soul Kitchen Radio Save it to your favorites, man, that's the best way to go From the up and coming to the vet on the grind He plays the kind of music that'll stimulate your mind Is it a sign of the times when the clock strikes 11 And Slicks starts to reppin' with Omezi in a session One time I missed a Monday but didn't really trip I just subscribed on iTunes and downloaded quick with a click or a tap, he's bound to get you right on your desktop, connect or your handheld device. So your cousin and your friend about the hottest show with Slick Rick Camacho on Soul Kitchen Radio. If you haven't heard Soul Kitchen Radio, man, let me tell you, this is Soul Kitchen Radio. Slick Rick Camacho, Soul Kitchen Radio. Big old Maisie, Soul Kitchen Radio. Crazy ball heads down with Soul Kitchen Radio. Tell your grandmama, this is Soul Kitchen Radio. You are now tuned. Soul Kitchen Radio, new Monday. Soul Kitchen Radio. Yo, it's Soul Kitchen Radio. It's your man Rick Camacho. My man Big Old Meezy. We are back in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What to do? Another fine Monday, man. I look forward to this every week, Old Meezy. Happy President's Day to everybody. Happy President's Day, Barack Obama. Yeah, definitely. Happy President's Day to uh, Mitt Romney. Not hell no. <laughs> They're not going to get their President's Day. I'm thinking, like like I said before, Omizi, I'm thinking they're saving the, the good Republicans until 2016. That's when they're really going to decide, okay, now we're going to run for it. We have a chance. They just, think- said, they just said um, uh, this morning when I was watching, they said if, if um, Rom- Mitt Romney doesn't win his home state, that he that they probably going to have to find a third, like a, like a new person. Like they keep wanting to uh, Jeb Bush, you know what I'm saying, from Florida to run, and they, they keep throwing a, a bunch of names, but they said if he can't win his home state, then they're, they're going to have to look out outward because, you know, that boy Santorum, man, he's so reckless with his mouthpiece. I don't know if he's too radical, man. I don't know if he's he too right to the right, right, right. Yeah, and we definitely don't need that. We don't, I mean, the people the people are smart enough to know that that we're not going back into slavery days. Man, come on. We're not going back into 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 taking money out of the schools. Um that that's what he wants to do. He wants to take the money out of the schools. He wants to leave it up to the communities. Come on, man. This nah, guy, that ain't gonna work. This guy's just ridiculous. That's communities all. communities that's predominantly uh, un you know, unbalanced when it comes to, you know, minorities, you know what I'm saying? So he won't you know he want to basically put us back in our place. That's what the whole mission is. Exactly. He's gonna be like, okay, now we're now we're in charge of this. So we're gonna be, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, and and you have no say over it. And that's the and that's the whole thing when they say we when they when they saying we want to get America back to the way it was. That's really what they mean. They really they want it. They want to be in complete control and complete power. They are so upset that a black man is the president. And they don't know what to do. Oh my God, we gotta bow down to this guy. We gotta do this. We gotta do that. They, they, they don't know how to handle it. It's just. Right. It, and it, even it, when I was watching Bill Maher, I was just watching the last, uh, the last episode last Friday of uh, Bill Maher. He was like, "This is in the history of all presidents, this is the most disrespected a president has ever been 
and he, you know, laid out, the, you know, like the three se- uh, separate scenarios with the chick out there in Arizona pointing all in his face, you know, way, the way Santor, t- Santorum talked reckless about him, the way uh, just every Gingrich talked reckless, like everybody's just talking reckless, like, you know what I mean? Like, and, this, and it's unprecedented. And, and uh, uh, he was talking about, he was talking about how, um, how, how, how they was just, like, it's because he black, basically, that the way that, you know, the way they've been treating him, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, man. So Stupid we, people are ruining America. That's right. We know it. Handkerchief head, buck dancing, <laughs> handkerchief head. Like, I, my father, rest his guy, rest his soul, he could always point out a, a Uncle Tom, because he'd be like, oh, handkerchief head, buck dancing, <laughs> <laughs> Negro. Spell <laughs> me, he that black cop showing out for the white, you know, for, exactly, you know black, exactly. black police showing out for the white cop. That's, that's, uh, that's all. one yeah, you don't talk about that's that dude right there. I don't even want to say his name. That's him, man. That's a, he's like stupid people are running America. That's right. But on the show, let me tell you what we got on the show today, man. Keep us out there. Keep tweeting us at Soul Kit Radio at Big Old Meezy. Keep us going on. Um, today we got Young Haiti. Young Haiti is going to be our hot or not. He's he's featuring a song with He Rocks. That's going to be our hot or not song of the day today. We got Jay Gibb. We're repping Sacramento. Shout out Jay Gibb. Yeah, that's the homie. We're repping Sacramento. We got Jay Gibb. We got Iris of the Leeds coming on the show today. And we also got uh, multi-award winning producer James Early. He's going to be calling the show, and we're going to get into some of uh, some production questions. And, you know, a lot of people out there, you're, all, you're a lot of producers, or a lot of artists that need producers, and James Early is going to show us, uh, talk you through... Um, you know, getting your song produced right. That's what's up. I also got a song uh, that was sent to me by my home girl Jennifer Howland. She does a lot of management, a lot of big things. She's from uh, Louisville, Kentucky. She got a cat uh, by the name of B I N O. He's from the Almighty Monster Squad from Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, in the house. And uh, I got a song called Obsession, man. It's like one of the ultimate we songs. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to listen. We're going to play it at the top of the hour, you know, 10, noon, something like that, and get off into that. So it's going to be a big show. How do you say his name? Bino or Bino? B- I'm just saying, you know, the way she <laughs> typed it to me, she way she typed it to me is B period I period N period O. Oh, so, so it means something. That's an acronym. Be, so I, I, I'm going to have to, she gonna, he, he going to call in, so we're going to have to explain, he's going to have to explain the breakdown of it. Because right now it's just Bino. You know what I'm saying from the Almighty Monster Squad. Yeah, right. So, so you know, this week the uh, the whole country on Saturday went to church with the whole Whitney Houston thing. Um, it was emotional. I I I was working. I sat in my van watching the thing, and and I swear there was there was if I didn't have my sunglasses on, people would have been driving by going, "Oh my God, that cable guy's crying." <laughs> <laughs> it was emotional. I didn't know Whitney Houston meant so much to me until. Until I sat there and I watched this, and uh, and Bishop Marvin Winans, he just he just went in. Oh, it was it was great. They had R. Kelly, Alicia Keys, so many so many great performances uh, during during the funeral. One of my favorite my favorite was definitely when the Winans did Tomorrow, and and this one is gonna it's gonna pull your tears out. I know you're waiting on Jake Gibb, you're waiting on Irish Belize, but I'm gonna slow you down right now. I'm gonna. Uh, we're going to listen to this song because the song means so much, um, whether, especially if you're a believer of God and you, and you believe in uh, in Jesus, this song brings it out. Or if you're right on the edge of believing, 
this song is is the one that that brings you over that edge. So I'm gonna let it I'm gonna let it play right now. This is the whining. This when they sung tomorrow at the Whitney Houston funeral. We'll be right back. Seven one four six nine four forty one fifty at Soul Kitchen Radio. Oh boy. <laughs>
have something to say, call right now, 714-694-4150. Soul Kitchen Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soul Kitchen Radio. What's up? It's your man, Rick Camacho on Big Old Maisie. We are back. Man, that that was a heartwarming, very emotional, tear-jerking, very emotional moment of the Whitney Houston funeral. Um, Hello. Are we even on? Because my thing says Skype. It says calling to Skype. I hope so. I don't know what. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there we are. Okay. Sorry, everybody. I'm, <laughs> this thing is tripping. I'm, I'm not on my, not on my Mac today. I'm using my laptop. So Mac, you get plus one for this. Yeah, I'm trying After to tell you this. this shit. Oh God. And Mac is always reliable. I never. Man, so another thing that I wanted to do, Omizi, is, is my wife. She always tells. Every time we watch. Uh, NFL game, basketball game, whatever, and we watch the Star Spangled Banner, she always says, man, nobody compares to Whitney Houston when she did that Star Spangled Banner. Right. right? Did, did you remember? When's the last time you watched or heard Whitney Houston do that Star Spangled Banner? Man, every day for the last, like, four days. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure, every day. So it's not like if you so – you, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and compare – especially when, when the last, like, at least – three or four people you see on other, on like basketball, like they've been forgetting the lyrics. Like she went all the way through. I don't know if she lives singing. I don't think so. She, you know, she leaned into it. She knew all the words and whatnot. You smell me? Uh, I seen uh, BB, matter of fact, today on the Today Show, and he was talking about how he, she was calling him uh, and she told him that she was doing the Star Spangled Banner. And he was like, they used to joke, you know, because uh, he'd be like, well, don't don't uh, embarrass us. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you feel me though? So, and he was like, man, she went on ahead and hit it out the park. You feel me? So, because she had, you know, she carrying that church, the same church that she, you know, they had the service in. She, you know, she carry, she carrying on the legacy of that church. That's where she from. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, so and shout out represent. Yeah, shout out to her mom for uh, for really pushing that that she's gonna have everything at that church. You know, that was huge. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because they really wanted to publicize that and you know try to market and capitalize on it like they did MJ. But I'm glad she she held her own. And also Chris Christie uh, for for bringing the flags down to half staff for that. Yeah, uh, that was huge. So I'm gonna play. I like that dude, but I'm glad he did that. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he showed a little spark for him. You know, the Republicans know how to show little sparks of uh, you know generosity. Every now and then. Every now and then. I think we got James early on the phone, but before we get to him, James, just hold on right there, man. We got the Star Spangled Banner from Whitney Houston. I'm gonna play that because my wife really requested. 
requested that I play that. She was mad I didn't request it last week. I didn't play last week, so I'm playing it right now. This is the Star Spangled Banner from Whitney Houston. Check it out. Whitney Houston. Shout out with Jesus for that. Oh my God. That's one of that's always gonna be the favorite of all times, Whitney Houston singing the Star Spangled Banner um before the Super Bowl. That that was the best, man. You could tell that she just enjoyed singing that Omizi. Didn't you hear it in her voice? She had a smile on her face. Man, that was it. Are you there, Omizi? Can you still hear me? Yo, okay. Let's get in here. We got James Early on the phone. James Early, what's going on, man? I'm here, man. It's, it's good to talk to you, man, and uh, thank you for having me. Um, before I even say anything else, I want to say uh, R.I.P. to Whitney Houston and uh, send love to her family. She was uh, certainly uh, royalty, in, royalty in the black community, and uh, yeah. you know, I never had the pleasure of meeting her, even though I've met uh, several celebrities in my career. Uh, I, I have actually spent many years touring with Bobby Brown, and a new addition as well. So, you know, uh, again, love to the family and uh, Bobby Christina right now. Yeah, definitely. So, so James, let me ask you, do you think that funeral was bigger than Michael Jackson? How, how did you compare that one to the Michael Jackson funeral? You know, you can't because they're two icons. They have, they have two different categories, two different paths. I mean, their own, you know, Stevie Wonder, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, they just, they have their own place. In time and in history, there's no category, you know. So um, I don't think you can compare the two. They were just huge events, 
and uh, never will be forgotten. Uh, certainly when everybody heard about Michael's passing, it was one of those days where you know exactly where you were. And uh, right, the right. same with Whitney. It's, just, it's very sad. And, you know, both situations very tragic with the prescription medication and all of this stuff with doctors giving them all this. But, I mean, that's really a separate conversation, but very sad. Anyway, nonetheless, uh, we all were rooting for Whitney and hoping that she was hanging there a lot longer. I mean, she had, to me, another 40 years of life that she should be here, but she's gone now, so it's just a very sad event. I have, I have, I have a question. Um, this a big old Measy. Um, it seemed like it was a whole, it's a whole bunch of people who loved Whitney, but it seems like when you up at the top like that, is it hard for people to do interventions on people? Like, was she that big to the point where people couldn't reach her? Or did, or, I mean, we know people cared, but is it that hard to really just sit down and say, Whitney, get your shit straight? I'm sure she had a whole bunch of people like Tyler Perry and everybody coming at her, but it seemed like they couldn't even get to her, like, real tough, like. James, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, yeah, that's what, uh. Are you asking me that question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you seem, do, you, do you think oh, that sorry. it was like, you know, with all the people that loved her, why couldn't why couldn't we basically, why couldn't she be helped, basically? Okay, I'll go ahead and say that um, I didn't know you were speaking to me. The, um, the situation in any person of that level of fame and power is that they are in a position where they get to have anything that they want. As I said, she was royalty in the black community, but really, in a way, Whitney was royalty in the world, period. And, she, and her financially as well as power-wise, she could get anything that she wanted done. Um, Michael Jackson could get anything that he wanted done. Elvis Presley could get anything that he wanted. And so when you're in a situation like that, doctors, there's a, a long line of doctors that will give you whatever you need in spite right. of family, friends, or anybody else that says, no, they can't have this, no, they better not. You know, somebody will be very fast to tell them, uh, you can't be in the circle anymore because you didn't give Whitney what she wanted. You didn't give Michael what he wanted. And, and you could even run the risk of being blackballed maybe in your career if you don't help these people out. So it's a catch-22 in that area. You want to help them, but are you able to really, you know? Right, right. You know you know one thing I say about Whitney was was when she died, it was it was shown that, you know, she she was ours. You know, Michael Jackson was the world's but 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 when Whitney went through her, her tragedy and she went through her drugs and everything, the world like she she wasn't as big worldwide that we seen like outknown as Michael Jackson was and so it felt like when she died she was it was like losing a family member more than losing a, a losing an icon. You know, that's kinda how I felt about it. What do you think about that, James? Well I, I understand what you mean, and um, um, yes, it, but except, you know, this is a big world that we live in, and still right. globally, Whitney Houston was a respected queen of music. I'm right now uh, working with um, Swedish um, cats, and uh, again, we're doing a kind of transatlantic thing right now, but um, I'm, you know, dealing with them, and what they want what they're very much into right now is doing some music that's similar to Mariah Carey, and they were very big on saying Whitney Houston, and we've been working on this project now for like six months. 
And they've been the whole time, they're like, you know, we want some stuff that sounds like Whitney. I mean, and these guys are in Sweden. I'm talking to them on the phone right. and over the Internet and all this. And they're adamant about that. And their feeling about Whitney is huge, and it always was. And this was, again, before she passed away. I'm very upset about her passing because we've been speaking about Whitney and on Whitney, uh, even in this uh, negotiation all this time. So she's beloved around the world, too. And it's right, just right. a sad situation. You have a person of power that's respected like that. I mean, Whitney would travel the world all the time, and this is the reason why she has so much money. It's because her music sold around the world globally, Australia and in Africa and, and Asia, all the continents. She was very big. Yeah, I was talking. I was talking to my. I was talking to my wife, and we was talking. We was talking about how she was like one of the first people to go, like to Arabia and perform in front of you know. You know, like the, you know, like she, I think she performed in front of Gaddafi and you know a bunch of people. You know, so it's like right. I heard she about definitely that. was, a, was, a, was an international person. Yeah, you're right. right. I heard about that many times. What happens is a king or a prince of some other nation that we may not even know about will um, hire an entertainer to come sing for them, and they go because they get paid like a million dollars to come right, sing for right. hours and stuff like that. Or, or even more than that, sometimes $5 million, and they'll go do it and wind up befriending these individuals, these kings and, and uh, royalty in other nations. You know, So they're beloved around the world again. And as I said, she had a lot of power, and it was tough. Whitney, I mean, we, we know this. You can say what you want about Whitney, but she wasn't no punk either. You couldn't just tell her what she wasn't going to have and what she, what, you know, what she wasn't going to do. She wasn't having it. <laughs> hey, wasn't that Osama bin Laden that was in, that was in love with her and said he was going to put out a hit on Whitney, on Bobby Brown just so he could be with Whitney Houston? Osama bin Laden said that? Yeah, I think I that was Osama bin Laden. That. I think that was Osama bin Laden that said that. That was. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you can't get no more international yeah. than that. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Well, we best we 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 for sure gonna uh, miss Whitney Houston. That's that's for certain. You can do all the voice uh, television shows, and you can try to do all the searches. But the way her story came about, I don't know that you could. I don't know that you can. It can all come about in the same fashion. Like Kevin Costner said, nobody else could have played Rachel Marin the way she did because she was living it. Like she, you know, when you in the moment, you living it. You know, it's it's too close. You know, so. Rest in peace, Whitney Houston, all day. Oh yeah. By the way, in case in case anybody wants to watch The Bodyguard, and if you do have Comcast, it's on free movies right now. You can watch. You can watch it. I watched it the other night, man. I it, I just re went back to 1992, and and I loved it. It was great. It was just like I first watched it for the first time. Um, but all right, just just to put that out there real quick, I guess that's a shameless plug for Comcast. But <laughs> not even playing everywhere. That's <laughs> real. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get to James Hurley, man. If, if, I yeah, may, if I may say one more thing, uh, you know, just about that subject, man, I don't want to get deep. Maybe that's another conversation. But, you know, what happened to Whitney and what happened to Michael and so many others, um, you know, even living entertainers. I mean, we, we speak of Bobby Brown even right now. He's here. He's got a problem. We all know about that. And we right. hope that he doesn't die next week or next year. And, you know, we don't know. And we want right. to blame Bobby and all this, but a lot of people have said even recently that Whitney was on drugs before she hooked up with Bobby, and it's true. I know that from what I've learned in the industry and what I've heard over the years. But anyway, my point is just to say that, you know, this pressure that they have to be who they are to maintain that is what causes that in many cases or what can cause it. Um, at, at Michael Jackson's funeral, Al Sharpton 
spoke about different things, and he kind of did his Al Sharpton speech. But he was very quick to get at, uh, you know, the point of what he wanted to say was, he said, okay, I say I'm saying this. It was very sad we lost Michael Jackson, but now I'm going to speak to his children. And he looked directly at his three children and said, mm-hmm. the world wants to say that your father was crazy. You know, your father was not crazy. What was crazy is what he had to deal with every day. That's right. what was crazy, you know. And it's crazy, honestly, that pressure of being that kind of star can push somebody to that point and that they would need to even self-medicate to that level that could kill them, that could end their life. That's, that's very real. sad, and that's tragic, and that's that's heavy, and it happens all the time, and hopefully we as a community can do something about that, especially when it's about our own. But that she had actually, she had even spoke on, Whitney had even spoke on that a couple of days before she was at the store, and she had seen a magazine that was on the shelf, and it had her looking a mess, and she was even talking about how it was saying that she was falling down, stumbling drunk the day before. And she's looking at it like, no, I wasn't. And, she, you know, so it's like just you looking at it like you can't even live a normal life, a normal, and, and, and just try to make a comeback because somebody is, is, is quick to put, put it out there, even if it's true or not. People are going to believe it or not regardless. But because of her M.O., you're going to say, oh, man, Whitney supposed to be making this comeback, and she already told back. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, the first, first thing you heard was, oh, she was on drugs. She had an overdose. You know, so, you know, whatever. let's let's let that rest. Let's let Whitney rest in peace. God bless her soul. God bless her family. Um, and her family was cold for what they did to Bobby Brown at the funeral, man. And, and, and that, again, is a whole other subject because that was just that was just wrong on the on the day. On the day of celebrating those kids' mom, they're gonna they're gonna do that to him. So yeah, so, I would have been hot. I would have been hot. And but you know what? Bobby Brown been through so much. He lost his dad. He lost his mom. All like with the last three months. So he was just like, you know, how how much more can you put on a person? You can't really put more on a person. He just, you know, big up to Bobby Brown for not creating the scene and and you know not making it worse. So the media wanted that to happen. Yeah, but he would have got swooped up out of there with the quickness if he would have did something near. Right, right. It wouldn't have took but a second to gather his ass up out of there. I'm gonna keep it real. <laughs> That's all right. You know but anyway, they just they was already they was already waiting for him to do something. So it really wasn't nothing for them to just oh watch Bobby, watch this person, watch this person. Right, right. Yeah, all right, tragic, well, let's, well you tragic. know we. Well, we got on the phone right now. We got we got James Early on the phone, everybody. And James Early is a is a Grammy nominated producer. Um, James, I'm looking at your I'm looking at your your profile right here. E40 and Vogue, uh, MC Hammer, Oak Town 357, BNGB, David Bowie. Wait a minute, now that one really kills me. David Bowie. Um, yeah. New kids on New kids on the block. Mark Wahlberg, Baby Bash, San Quinn, and many more. How did you hook up? You know, your whole your whole list right here includes Bay Area, Bay Area hip hop, um, you know, and and that's what I'm seeing some Bay Area R and B. How did you get with David Bowie? <laughs> well, you know, it's a small world, man, and um, I've always been a fan of David Bowie. To be honest with you, I'm a, a lifelong musician. Um, you know, um, just to give you a quick thing on me, I mean, I, uh, my mother, when I was a child, was a bassist and guitarist, 
and she used to play uh, guitar for me when I was a baby. But I wasn't really into that, even though I listened to it and I loved it. I was like, wow, that's cool. But I never wanted to learn how to play guitar at that time. So anyway, I wound up banging on pots and pans. Eventually, I became a little drummer as a little boy. And, you know, because the drums were cool, I kept doing that. My mom was still playing bass. And eventually, when I was about 14, we moved into an apartment building. Um, I couldn't play drums anymore in the house, so I had to do something else, and I couldn't take it. I saw that bass in the corner, man. I said, I got to do it. And um, I kind of stole my mom's bass, and then she, she eventually gave it to me once she saw I was serious in that whole uh, Joseph Jackson scenario of Tito <laughs> stealing the guitar, Tito and Jermaine. I was doing the same thing. And anyway, she said, okay, if you're going to play it, son, play it. Here you go. So I was playing the bass. I learned how to play bass and guitar. Uh, wound up being in a band when I was a kid with Slash, by the way, uh, from Guns oh, N' Roses. Okay. We were in high school together. And so I've had a relationship kind of with rock and roll anyway, even though, of course, I'm being a brother, I'm funky just naturally. And, you know, growing up kind of around the church and all of that, I have that appreciation. But anyway, over the years, I've just had a fondness for all styles of music and been exposed to all styles. So in my um, walk, what happened is I wound up moving uh, back home, really, to Northern California, where I'm, I'm, I'm naturally from, even though I grew up in Los Angeles. Uh, when I came back to Northern California, I uh, was mentored by Felton Pilot from Confunction, and then I wound up uh, producing uh, some things in the studio. He kind of taught me how to be a producer. And uh, one of the clients that walked in was MC Hammer, and we so we did MC Hammer stuff together and did all of that. But just to jump ahead to answer your question, from you know my, the fame that I had with Hammer, we you know immediately the stuff we did wound up going multi platinum. Right. The industry was like, wow, man, who's this? You know, so we were getting a lot of work and a lot of attention really fast. Um, you know, uh, the first album we did with Hammer was you know triple platinum, and the second one that we did with Hammer was um, that actually went diamond. It was wow. ten million U.S. and then wound up slamming up to like twenty something million worldwide. Uh, so wait a minute. Let me ask you. Let me stop you right there. Did that did that make you a millionaire as being the producer? Yes. Great. It was a trip because you know again, <laughs> nobody nobody taught us poor black boys from the ghetto how what do you do when you receive that kind of money all at once? Right. You don't know what the hell to do, and you can't really call a friend because you don't have any friends that have received all that kind of money all at once, and you right. know. You gonna make a lot of friends. But again, though. answer your question. <laughs> right, right. Because answer your question about Bowie. About Bowie, uh, he wound up calling, and uh, you know, he just he contacted me and actually wanted wow. me to work on a song that he was already working on. So I did that for him. He sent the track to me. I worked on it, sent it back. I hadn't really, t- I hadn't talked to him yet. I was only speaking to his executives, and then uh, Bowie heard the track. They sent it to him. And then somebody else called me and said, uh, Mr. Bowie likes what you did so much and that he is, uh, he's really excited about it. He wants you to turn up the saxophone that's on the song. And I was like, saxophone, you know. And, uh, so anyway, I wound up talking. David Bowie called me, and he said, yeah, I want you to turn the sax up. And I said, wow, okay. And I found out that it was him playing the sax. But oh, anyway, wow. we kind of hit it off over the phone. And then he flew me to L.A. when he was shooting the video for that song. And then we wound up meeting, and it was just great, man. For me, I was amazed and really blown away being able to meet an icon like him. That's and awesome. uh, we, we sat down. We had a meeting for about two hours, and it was great, man. And, uh, you know, that was a phenomenal, certainly a highlight in my career. You know, I'm I'm a I'm an 80s kid, so so back in the day, Duran Duran, David Bowie, 
um, stuff like that. That music is like like infused inside of me. So so knowing that you did some work with David Bowie, that, that that's huge, you know. And but it also says that yeah. you that you recorded at Paisley Park Studios at Princess Studios, Paisley Park. And uh, was that Minneapolis? Right. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Going back, well, I've always been a huge Prince fan again because I too am a multi instrumentalist. Uh, you know, like Prince is, and I mean, you know, I'm not even comparing myself right. to Prince, but I do play several instruments now. I play bass, drums, guitar, and keyboards, and I've just always idolized him. Even in my career, still, I was like, man, Prince, wow, he's amazing, as we all know. So anyway, yeah. what happened was we uh, we did the You Can't Touch This album, as I said, that album blew up really fast, and then it was time to support that album. Hammer had to go on tour, and then he wanted me and the rest of the crew to come out with him uh, he wanted me to do sound because he wanted the sound in the studio. He loved that so much. He, he wanted the sound on stage to match what was happening in the studio because some of the sound engineers weren't that good. So right. he had me come and join his tour mixing sound, house sounds, which was fine. But it turned out because this tour was going to be so big that we had to rehearse for it in a big space. So we wound up renting a sound stage at Paisley Park Studios. And oh. we were basically at the post up. In, in Minneapolis for like about six weeks to rehearse this major tour because it was, it was going to be stadiums and arenas. And um, while we were there, we recorded the B's album and uh, some stuff on a group called Special Generation and a couple of Hammer remixes we did there. So we were we were posted up in Minneapolis for a little while. Wow. So so did you ever get a chance to uh, work with Prince? No, no, no. We met him. He came through. <laughs> We met him briefly. He was actually on tour in uh, Europe at the time, but he, you know, he popped in and out. He was in town. He just get on this plane and come in, and so he just kind of came in. It was very polite. It was just like, hey, hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? You know, kind of enjoy yourself, respect my house, kind of feel. But he was just really mellow and cool and very brief. You know, he has his entourage with him at all times. You know, and he doesn't. He's not a man of many words, but he kind of, uh, you know, just gave us the nod being in his house. All right. So what happened with Special Generation? Oh, you remember them, huh? <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Let me see if this is it. Let me see if this is it. Hold on. Let's play this and. Is that you right there? Can't hear. Hold on. I'm trying to turn it up. I can't hear any. I still can't hear. I can hear you guys, but I can't hear that. Oh, okay. That's that PC. <laughs> that's that PC he working on. <laughs> that's that PC. PC. That's that PC. That was their song, that Love Me Just For Me song. <laughs> oh, you got that? Yep. Cool. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, yeah. Special Generation, that, you know what, they're near and dear to my hearts, man. They're, those are like my little brothers. But they, uh, you know, we met them. I met them first, actually, because they came to work in our studio, me and Felton's studio, Felton Pilots from Confunction. Right. And then they kind of went back. They're from Florida. So anyway, they met us. But, you know, they did their little demo, and they wound up going back home. And then later, when we were on tour with Hammer, you know, they came to visit with us. And when they came and saw us backstage, you know, we introduced them to Hammer, and Hammer heard them sing. Hammer was like, wow, these guys are really good. I want to sign them. And so, basically, he invited them on his uh, his tour, uh, in the middle of the tour. And so they wound up, you know, just hanging with us. And then when we were in, uh, we basically, I don't want to jump ahead too many, too many stories, but we had created a studio bus. And this was before Pro Tools, but we had a, a tour bus that we gutted out and we put a recording studio in. 
so that we could record on the road. And so that that album I told you about that went uh, 20 million worldwide. We actually recorded it on that bus on the road. You can't oh, touch the, and where did you where did you store album. where did you store those those two inch reels? Did you have the two inch reels <laughs> or the half inch? We had we used we used half inch sixteen track half inch reels. That's what we were doing that on. And uh, so you had you space know, you had space you had space for that with all y'all on the bus. Uh, no, or it's it just was a separate bus. Alvin Hammer. Hammer was huge at the time, man. So we had a fleet of buses, and it was so yeah. One, one bus that was just a uh, one. One bus was just just all production. All and production. Had its own bus driver. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, just me. I, I was the only one sleeping on that bus because it was the studio bus. And so yeah. Anyway, we we yeah we stored the tape on there. It was plenty of room, but we wound up doing that. So we were on that tour, and then once we got to you can't touch this. Hammer wanted to do it to the Rick James, you know, super freak. He asked me to flip it for him, and I did. And then when it came to singing the Temptations parts, you know, the oh, when it came right. time to do that, uh, you know, Special Generation was there. So we said, hey, guys, come on. So it was me and Special Generation singing those parts. Uh, oh, cool. Background of can't touch this. And, uh, you know, that was really their first recording that was something that big. And once we did that, then Hammer was ready. And Capitol Records, by the way, was also ready to put out an album on them. So as soon as we were done with that album, Almost immediately, we went in the studio and did "Love Me Just for Me" and all that stuff, and we did it right there on that bus. Wow, that's awesome story. I remember Special Generation. You know, I'm a 1990s. That's when that's when all the little groups like Low Key and, and all these other little groups were coming out. You know that that you have to really I used to go. Love me some. Uh, I used to love me some B N G B. Right, right. She was like, yeah. Well, you know, from that whole little hammer, from that whole hammer click. Yeah, yeah, BNGB, uh, we all loved her. As a matter of fact, she was my uh, first wife at the time. We married. Uh, oh, wow. Four, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you really loved her. So, yeah, on a different level. You know, once, I, you know, once we hooked up, I, I introduced her to Hammer, and then she wound up singing on all of our stuff and all of that. You know, but it was an industry relationship as far as, you know, it's tough being a platinum producer, and then you got this famous singer. That part was tough. But we... Um, we wound up having a child together, and, uh, you know, our daughter just turned 18. And uh, anyway, you know, it was tough. So we the marriage didn't make it, but we, we still love each other. We still are really good friends, and we're actually working on some new material for her. And so, you know, don't sleep on BNGB because she's bad. Nah, and, you know, never, in light I, of I, Whitney, I, I, I love the music of no yeah, she she in no way is trying to take advantage of the loss of Whitney because she probably more than anybody is hurt by that because she always admired Whitney, but she definitely wants to work on some new stuff. And really, we've been in talks of doing that as well and working on her new material for about six months now. So she's been in the middle of doing that, and she's really excited and wants to pay tribute to Whitney Houston in that process. So anyway, we're going to be back in the lab doing many, many things. And Bianchi, I mean, she really... Is one of the greatest singers I think that we've had. There it is. There goes the BNGB. You got that, Mac? Play that BNGB, oh Mizzy. You just loaded it in the Jones? No, nah, no. Nah, you got that, Mac? Go ahead and go on YouTube and play that. Oh shit. Okay, hold on. Give me a second though. <laughs> but I wanted to say, I did want to say, do you watch? Do you watch? Um, do you watch Unsung? You ever watch Unsung? Yeah, they show, I love they that show. show. When are they gonna have you on there, uh, man? On everything, look. But but one thing I've been noticing is like I just watched yesterday. I watched Ray Parker Jr.'s Unsung, and I was like, damn, this dude. Like I know him just like before I watched Unsung, I probably knew him for like 
just for the uh, Ghostbusters song. But then I was like, damn, he played on that. And I was like, you know, he played the guitar on this. And I was like, damn, he wrote that. Like, he wrote Mr. Telephone, man. I'm like, damn, Bray Parker Jr. wrote Mr. Telephone, oh, man. It took all these years for me to find him. But that's why I love that I love that show. It's like, you know what I mean? And, and But one thing is he was saying, at, you know, during the thing, they showed his house. He still got a big-ass house. You know, he's still doing his thing. So he was like, he, he made it a point to say, yeah, I still got it. Like, I still got all my all my gouda, all my money. Right. But it's like every all the other ones you see a lot of OGs trying to make a comeback because they couldn't hold on to it. Is that like, is that like the Telltale? Like a whole bunch of people that did up like he he named the song he didn't get credit on it. He was mad that he didn't get credit on it, but he was like, if I would have said something, I might have got blackballed. So I'm glad I didn't say nothing. Is it like some stuff that you might have that you played on that you want to let us know that you played on that we may not have known that you did something on? Well, you know, nothing I can think of off top, to be honest with you, but I've worked with many, many um, entities and been involved in a lot of stuff. And, you know, even in the Hammer stuff, the credit that I got was co-producer. But it, it was full production that I was doing, and Hammer knew that. He knows it now. And, um, you know, there was some issues there, and it was sad because what happens is, you know, it was really Hammer's situation, so he was really able to write on there and give whatever credit he wanted. But it, it honestly, it happens all the time, man. And, uh, you know, what do you do? Uh, as Ray Parker Jr. said, you got to be careful how you walk because you don't want to step on anybody's toes. You want to respect the game. And at the same time, you ain't, you ain't trying to really even be no snitch. You know, not even to put that word <laughs> on it. But you, just, you basically just want to, you know, get along with everybody and at the same time find your place. So, you know, you want to last in this business. And you, 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 it, for me, it's about music. Like I said, I'm a lifelong musician. They call this the music business, though, so you better pay attention to that business part of that phrase or term. But the thing of it is, I'm a musician, and I love music. I'm a creator in, in music, and I love that part of it so much and so dearly. I don't know that I love the business side as much as I probably should, but I do love making music, and, and you know, that's what it is. You know, for me, you mentioned Unsung also. the um, When I was a kid, like I said, I grew up in Los Angeles, Um and when I was out there, I befriended a lot of children of famous people as well as people that were going to be famous. I mentioned Slash, and I am not trying to name drop y'all, but um, one of the people that oh, I grew do up it, with do was me. Yeah, this was, is your, this was, is your was, stage was right now. Womack. Okay, one of the, the children that I grew up with, his name is Demetrius Womack. Now, uh, Cecil Demetrius Womack is the son of uh, Cecil Womack, and that would be the nephew also of Bobby Womack and his right. mother was Mary Wells from Motown. Mm, and, you know, well. we were best friends. We went to Fairfax High School in Hollywood together, and we were best friends. We were in many bands together. But anyway, in growing up together, you know, he'd come home and invite me over the house, and there you go, Mary Wells, the Motown icon, is right there. Hey, how you doing? And so right. just from being <laughs> around her, she, you know, she looked at me as her son's best friend and kind of really was a second mother to me for a long time. Eventually my mom moved back up to Northern California, so... She was kind of looking out for me. And anyway, being around her, she they just did an unsung on her. But being around her, she would tell me when she was alive uh, and me, she, she would say, look, you guys, watch out for this and watch out for that. The business can do this and be this certain way. So make sure you, you protect yourself. And, you know, I'll be damned if her words didn't come true for real. I mean, she warned me. She even mentioned the name. <laughs> I tell, I tell me, everybody, I, not to people, off, I tell I tell everybody, when when they ask me, I say the industry is the devil. You know what I'm saying? That's why you got to have some kind of God in your life if you're going to be in this industry because it's easy to be taken over and taken advantage of. 
Yeah. She she mentioned names that I won't repeat even in the industry that we all know and love. <laughs> and she was like, you know what, watch out for him, watch out for her, he's a snake. You know, that sort of thing. You know, son, I love you, and just you guys be careful. And then, you know, some years later, not very many, you know, she got sick and passed away. And I was a pallbearer at her funeral. And then all of, uh, many of these icons, I should say, were at her funeral. And it was a trip to even see that. That was, like, way surreal for me. And then they just, like I said, they just recently did an unsung on her. So, you know, I've, I've seen a lot and heard a lot, and I know to be careful. And, you know, again, what Ray Parker Jr. said is true. You don't want to step on too many toes, but you want to try to survive, and you hope that people do the right thing for you here in this game. That's real. Look, I got this loaded up right here. Check it out. Here we go. This is the James Early Special Generations Love Me Just For Me.
Yo, so James, earlier that was special generation, man. Can can you bring some music back like that? Some groups? Can you go out there and and, and find some music like that again? Bring them back to us. Wow, man. Thank you. Thank you for playing that. It's been a minute since I've listened to that because, you know, I'm always working on stuff and constantly working with new talent anyway. Um, you know, um, yeah, I would love to. It's special generation, man. We had so much fun. You know, they had a little, little bit of that doo-wop in them as well. You right. Know, backstage, man, we were in the, uh, on, on tour together again for Hammer, and we'd be at stadiums, right? So a lot of times our dressing room was the locker rooms for the team. And we'd be in there, and we'd love to go in the showers. You know, we'd be dressed, but we'd go in the showers, and we'd stand there. Because you get that vibration, right? Yeah, the echo. Yeah, yeah. And then we'd do our – we basically would sing, man, and and challenge each other. So I enjoyed that so much, man. Like I said, they're like little brothers to me, and we would all sing together. And, uh, you know, we'd take a turn. Each one, we'd sing background, and somebody would have to sing lead for a second, and that was a little (laughs) bit of a challenge. But I really enjoyed that whole vibe and energy of the harmonizing, and I – work well with all singers because, again, I'm a singer, too. And so I love and I even require real singing when I'm in the studio. And I mentioned in Vogue, too, and I was on tour with them as well. Those are my sisters and, you know, in in the game. But they are real singers, and I'm used to working with real talent, man. And and, and some of these people that sing today, and and no diss to auto-tune because it's a great tool, but mm-hmm. people that hide behind that is a problem when you can't really sing, when you shut that auto-tune off. And we've heard some tragedies in, in uh, the industry as well about people that the auto-tune shut off or the track turned off and the person was stuck singing and didn't know what to do. And, you know, that's sad huh. when we come from a time when we've had singers like Sam Cooke and, and uh, you know, Otis Redding and all of these, you know, Marvin Gaye that were just amazing singers by themselves, you know, uh, Whitney Houston. It needs music at all. So I require that. So when I'm working with new talent, man, for sure, I love hearing harmony. I love when they really, really, really can sing. You know, T-Pain, who is the king of auto-tune, is a real singer, though. You shut that right, auto-tune right. off, he's still singing. They can sing. And guess what? And, and somebody I heard singing the other day on this on this new track, Missy Elliott can sing. She sounds good on her new track she's got. Um, no, no, people out. don't know. Missy Elliott is a great singer, and she right. sang background on a lot of the Jodeci material. She was a co-writer on a lot of songs that I don't even think she got credit on. That's where she right. came from, that camp. She was kind of part of their little crew behind the scenes, her and Tim Bland and Genuine. Yeah. And so anyway, when it came time for her to do production and songwriting, they got their break because after they left Devontae um, Swing's uh, circle, they went out and they produced the first project they got that was big was Aaliyah. And all of that Aaliyah stuff that we love that Timberland did, all the background, all of the background. Oh, Missy. Yeah, shout out to Missy Elliott, man. And, and you know what me and Missy were talking about earlier was was these new shows, The Voice, uh, you know, and 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 no, and an American Idol. You know, I like to say I, I do like American Idol. And I'm telling everybody that. Yeah, yeah but American Idol, American Idol is cool. But they, the last few people that they've been picking, ain't they don't even compare to a lot of the people that's that's on The Voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you I, could tell, you could tell American Idol go out their way to find the person, the the best image, but you know The Voice, they try to find the the best voice. I yeah, like. that, that's it. Because the way they 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 don't even look at them and they just let them sing to them, and then they choose if they want them, then they start competing. It's all good. So how do you think how do you think shows like American Idol and The Voice? Stuff like that is uh, how you think that helps out the music industry. 
Well, it's huge. As a, as a business entity, it's huge because it creates and sells commercial time for these networks, and, uh, you know, the, the ratings are through the roof on all of these shows, the X Factor as well. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, that's a that's a, a cash cow that ain't going nowhere no time soon. But I just wish it would be more about discovering new talent and less about a show about discovering new talent, meaning... You know, I want to see what they do with these stars once they discover them or, or, or these great singers. When they win, do they really win? Or is it kind of like, okay, next, let's go discover somebody else. And each and every time that they do that, you know, I've yet to really see mega success for the winners that really they deserve. You know, some of them fly, but by and large, you really don't even remember most of the people that win. Right, right. I mean, shout one out thing to... About, you know, one thing about American Idol, I can, you know, with... with Kelly Clarkson and you know just Chris Autry like just all like they've been making they have been making some superstars uh, but the voice have yet they got they got a uh, you know they they pick you regardless regardless of your age you know as long as you bring it so I think they eventually they might fall succumb to the pressure and having this you know have to start you know focusing a little more on the image and the brand but you know for right now it's about the voice so that's good that's a good thing. Speaking of superstars, yeah. 530, who is this on the phone? 530, is this Iris? Hello, 530, are you there? All right, I guess they just want to listen. They're not, they're not, they're not want to talking, but I, I think we, we're waiting on Iris Belize to call, you know, and she's a, she's a young superstar coming up um, from, from the Sacramento area. And oh, that's what's up. Yeah. Got a bunch of, Sac, Sacramento got a bunch of talent, man. It's, it's it's, they all on the tuck, just waiting to be plucked. Right, right. If you like, we got another another artist we had the other day. Uh, James is is Amani. She she's wonderful. She's a great singer. So so soultress is that how you say it? Soultress and very very sultry. I love her. I love her music. So, hey James, I wanted to ask you a question. Are you the same James Ernie that's doing a blog talk radio show? It's doing the what? Uh, do you have your own radio show? So there's another James Early that that has a radio show. No, no. Oh, okay. What radio show is this? What what is it? it it's blogtalkradio.com slash James Early, I think. And uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Common name. His name is Common. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Iris is on the phone. Iris, is this you on the phone? Hello, I'm on the phone. Iris Valise, there you go. Iris, oh, you're here. How's everyone doing today? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who was on the phone. I thought I connected, but I guess I did, but I didn't know. <laughs> well, here you are, Iris. You're on the phone, and we got James Early. He's a multi-platinum producer. He's on the phone also. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get into your in, into your thing, do you have anything that you would like to This is your chance to, to talk to a multi-platinum Producer, is there any questions that you have for producers? Well, can, can I can I interrupt for a second? Yeah, go ahead. You know, Iris is already one of my artists, and uh, oh. I love that girl, and she well, knows you it. Go. You know, that's my girl. Mm-hmm. I heard that laugh, and that laugh is so contagious. <laughs> and uh, she's a sweetheart of a person, but se- and beautiful too. But separately, she's amazing. <laughs> she's a great, great singer in the making, phenomenal. And uh, I'm just this. We're looking at her before picture because she's uh, amazing and she's up and coming and right she's one of the greatest singers out of Sacramento right now and I I can't wait to see what she's going to do for the whole world really 
Right, right. And so, so <laughs> slap my face, slap me in the face, and call me dumb for not knowing that. All kinds of surprise. I mean, no wonder why all three of you guys are on the same. Uh, are you also <laughs> working with Jay Gibb? I have worked with Jay Gibb before. Um, personally, I have not, but um, he he is on my um, Chop It Up track. He's, what about yeah, what about really you, James? James, have you worked with James? Yeah, well, actually, you know what it is, and that, that's what Iris is saying that uh, she hasn't. I don't think she's met him in person yet. Uh, right. But mm-hmm. I only met him in person because he was sent down by uh, some of the people involved. Uh, uh, Alita Turner, she's uh, involved in Iris's project, and she kind of sent me Jay because she wanted to have a rapper on one of the tracks I did for Iris. So. You know, I hadn't met Jay yet, but he came down to the studio, and, you know, the day that I needed him to record the rap, he shows up, and we shook hands, and we met. And uh, so I hadn't really known if he was that good. I just trusted Alita, who's been in the game for a minute, you know. And so he came down, and the dude was solid. He spit on the track, and I was like, man, this dude is bad. And so I enjoyed working with him, and now, of course, I I can speak highly on him, too. He's really good. Well, he's also going to be on the show today. You know, shout out to Jay Gibb and especially a fat shout out to Lita Turner, who's also been doing all the booking for Soul Kitchen Radio, man. And and she don't get paid not a dime because we don't get paid a dime for this. We do this for the love of music. So shout out to her for uh, for for doing that and bringing you to our show today, James. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's my girl. Definitely. We got another caller right here, five zero two. Who is this? Five zero two. You're on Soul Kitchen Radio. What up, though? It's Vino checking in, man. Okay, we got Vino. We got a whole bunch. James, we're going to get into this Irish release right now. Just chop it up. Featuring, uh, featuring, uh, with Jay Gibb. And then we'll be right back. We'll be right back. And, uh, James, you going to hang out for a while? Absolutely. Okay, here we go. This Irish release with Jay Gibb. Chop it up right here on Soul Kitchen Radio. We're going to talk to Irish in a second. 714-694-4150. Yeah, yeah, I like that, baby, yeah, I like that 
chop it, chop it, chop it up. All these brothers watching and jocking you, but I know what's up. I ain't finna push up on you, bet you get that all the time. I ain't finna chase no woman, I'm too busy on my grind. Sick of all these boppers, I'm looking for a partner that's gonna ride with a man like Michelle Obama. So we can take it slow, and ain't no need to rush. I'll hit your phone later on, and we can chop it up. Tell me your goals, aspirations, and your background. Keep them other little lames in the background. The name Jacob, soul of the city. Headed to the top. Is you coming with me? Soul Kitchen Radio, that was definitely that Iris Belize featuring Jay Gibby. Uh, uh, chop, chop it up, that was hot. Did you do that one, James? Yeah, I sure did, man. Man, that was that was slapping. Iris, you sound so good. I, first of all, before we get to Iris, <laughs> Iris let, me tell, let me tell you something. We interviewed you on this show probably, I don't know, maybe about a year ago now. It's been mm-hmm. about a year. But you still remain the highest downloaded show that Soul Kitchen Radio has had. Has had. And that includes that also includes our uh, sports shows and everything. You've had over 500 downloads of uh, of your show that we did with, with the computers acting up. And the show wasn't even all that because we had a lot of technical difficulties at that time. But you had... Oh. You, you still stand as one of the highest downloaded shows on Soul Kitchen Radio. So shout out to you for that one. That's wow. Awesome. Wow. Thank you so much. That you know, is great. I, and I've been telling the leader that, too. I said, tell her to come back on this show. Tell her to get back on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so, Iris, last time I talked to you, you were 17 years old and, and still in high school. Or were you 16? I think you were 17, still in high school. Did you graduate? Yes, I did. I did graduate. All right. So what are you doing now besides music? Besides music, um, right now I'm going to Sierra College. Uh, I'm not really doing much. I'm not really majoring in anything right now. I want to major in music, but for right now I'm um, definitely just taking six units, um, just, you know, just getting my general ed out of the way. But, yeah. I'm going to college, getting that out of the way. Education is a good thing, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, just pretty much getting my education and work, um, my music, pretty much what I'm doing right now. You know, it's important as a, as a young artist, how important is education to you? Um, mm-hmm. Do, do you look at, but, but wait a minute, <laughs> do you look at, uh, 
are, are you looking at the music business as, oh, you know, a lot of young people, especially these rappers, they look at the music business and go, oh, I don't even have to do school. I'm just going to go, uh, you know, I'm just going to rap. You know, that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going I'm to make money rapping and stuff. You know, or I'm going to be an artist. You know, sometimes you have to just, you have to have a, have a, what, what was that we called it on Maisie? You have to have something fall in back, your, fall yeah, back, you have plan, to have a fall back. C, plan D, plan E, plan F. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I think it's definitely a big part, though. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> and, you know, people, it's great that people go for, um, you know, doing it without music or without education and everything. But um, for me, I love going to college, and, I, and I'm not going to – at least I'm going to get my dental ed out of the way. You know, it's it's good. College is good. <laughs> Just right, in right. case. Definitely. So what yeah, when does a new yeah, uh, when does a new when does a new album drop, Iris? When, when is your official album dropping? My official album dropping. Um, I don't know. We're working on it right now. Um, I can't give you a date, but we're definitely working on it. Definitely. So do you have the the single female world? Is that one out in on iTunes right now, ready for download? Um. No, <laughs> unfortunately, I do not. We do not have that on iTunes yet, but we'll get it on there. I promise we will get it on there. What about Top It Up? That one on iTunes, ready for download, ready to make some money? Not yet, not yet. <laughs> but we are getting it on there. I promise. <laughs> we will get it on there this year. My album's going to drop, and we will get it on there. It will be on there. I promise. So do, you, so do you plan on you plan on dropping like a mixtape first, or are you gonna just go with the mm-hmm. with the we single? We cover mixtape right now, and we're working on that right now. But um, the mixtape definitely, definitely, mixtape definitely gonna be out there. Okay, and and who's gonna do that mixtape for you? Is it gonna be James, or are you gonna still work James with James Early? What? <laughs> <laughs> James Early's gonna do it. Okay, good. James, you, you got that right. Wonderful producer. Thank you, James. For um yeah, cool. we're working on our, um my cover mixtape right now. It's coming out wonderful. So you know, Iris, thank Iris you. is amazing. Like I said, she's working on so many things right now. She's been uh, working on choreography with uh you know, getting her getting ready to shoot a video and several things and so you just look out for her man she's going to be the one of the big dynamos to happen in 2012 for sure man and uh, I'm I'm really excited about it, being affiliated with her I'll uh, be there so. mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be there for sure I'm going to make it happen I'll tell you one good thing about Iris is is she's not she's not hard to look at man uh <laughs> Filipino and Puerto Rican mix <laughs> you know so you're going to you're definitely going to be on a you got a lot of fans. Are you ready for for all these guy fans? I hope you don't have a boyfriend that's gonna just be jealous every time somebody tries to to come at you. Oh no 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 no! Boyfriends come later. Boyfriends come later. Right now, I have a lot to focus on. I don't have really have time for a boyfriend. But definitely, if I ever get a boyfriend, he he has to be understanding about this. My music comes first, and he okay. needs to understand that. But definitely, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready for to make it happen. Cool. Much success. Much success. Keep up the good work and uh, uh, much success on your education also, because you gotta, you know, it's always good to balance it out and have both. Though that's real talk. Definitely. So Iris, 
you've had over 8,000 views of uh, on on YouTube. How is your success? Are you getting a lot of people? Are you getting a lot of people following you on like Twitter? How many Twitter followers do you got? In the as for Twitter, it's uh, it's only number hundred. You know, um, I'm trying to get up there on Twitter. Um, I recently, like not recently, but um, I'm trying to get on Twitter more. Definitely, I'm more on Facebook, but definitely try to get on Twitter more. So what um, is your Twitter? What is your Twitter? My Twitter is I Miss and M S Iris. Is she there? What's the rest? Hello? Miss Iris what? Miss Iris Velez. Oh, Miss Iris really. Velez. Okay. There we go. So I'm putting you out there so all them guys who who, who want to call and talk to you, they can call right now. I just put it out on Twitter. Um, Jay mm-hmm. Gibb is definitely on the phone. Is that Jay Gibb right there? Jay Gibb, what's up, bro? What's happening? Soul of the City on the line, man. Shout out to Soul of the City, man. What's up, Gibber? Everything good, bro, bro. How you doing? Oh man, it's good, man. I'm loving that uh that new video you got you shining out there in Vegas and whatnot with your with your stogie and whatnot, looking real big. <laughs> what is that? Was that I with that was that with the red was that with the red camera? That looked like that was with the red camera. Nah, it wasn't with a red it, it my guy, uh my guy Steve is incredible. It was really with a sixty D with some with some great uh some great lenses. You gotta have that. He got that. The you know, color correction is everything. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, I was, I, I was definitely a good look, and I saw you performing. You know what I'm saying for the uh, what's the uh, the football team we got out here in Sac? Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the Mount Lions. Lions. The Mount Lions. Yeah, that was big. I seen that. Hey, he and was you right already, there. Wait a minute. Jay Gibb was right there. He was performing at halftime, and I was working security at that game, and and, and Jay Gibb changed his Twitter, so I went to tweet him. And it, it wasn't Soul of the City no more. It was official <laughs> Jay Gibb. And I'm sitting right, there telling right. my boys, I'm like, hey, I interviewed this cat. I know this cat. Look, he's going to come talk to me. And I'm trying to tweet him. And they're looking at me like, you lying? You lying? <laughs> then he tweeted me back. Iris, right, how like, you doing, love? Good, man. How you doing? How you doing, Jay Gibb? Everything good. James, what's popping? Yeah, what's up, man? Uh, you know, big ups to you and your success, man. And again, I, it was my pleasure in the lab with you on the on the track. You definitely blessed you for us. So, thank you again, bro. I appreciate it, brother. No problem at all. How you hook up? How you hook up with Iris on this Chop It Up track? Well, I was hearing about Iris for for a while from Alita. Alita's like, you know, one of my big. She's like a sister, like one of my big sisters in the game. So, you know, she was telling me that she was working with Iris and she was working with James and she was incredible and. And she sent me over the uh, the first record, the the female world. Is that the? She she sent me that record, and that was the first time I heard her voice, and that was incredible to me. Um, you know, and I and I saw her. She she sent me to her Facebook. I, I got a chance to see her, um, and like y'all said, she's she's not bad on the eyes at all. <laughs> so we put, we put the situation together for me to come down to, to James's studio, and he was real professional. Showed me a lot of love, and we knocked it out right on the spot. It came out incredible. Okay, we're going to get yeah, into that yeah, female he, world he, he, right now. Hold on, let, let, let's talk about that later. We're going to get into this female world right now. I'm not trying to cut you guys off, but let, let's uh, let's roll with this real quick. This is Iris Belize, her first single that she came out with. Beautiful is mastered. Who did the production on this one? Was this also a James Early track, Iris? 
Iris. Yeah, yeah. She, she, I don't know if she's there or not, but it's definitely. Yeah, I think her. I think she ju- it just dropped off. I think her phone just dropped off. So go ahead and go into that into that uh, female world. Try to get her back on. Oh, there she goes. She called back. Okay, cool. We'll get back. Let's get into this female world. We'll talk to her about it in a second. And then we got Jay Gibb and we got Vino on the phone. It's just packed today. Vino, hold on, Juan. We got you, Juan. 714-694-4150. We'll be right back. So get the radio. Kitchen Radio, we are back. Man. Okay, okay. we're back. That was the female world. That that's off the hook. Iris, let me let me put her back in here. Iris, 
Yes, sir. I was in there. That was wonderful. Yes, I'm here. That was a beautiful song. I love that man. Who did the track on that one? Was that was that also uh, James Early? Yes, it is. That's also James Early. James Early, you make great. You make you make magic happen, James. But what's crazy is he was able he's, he's able to adapt to to you know to to what's what's happening right now. Like you couldn't you know what I'm saying like you already know the demonstration he put down back then, but now he's able to carry that that talent. To right now and, and make some laps. That's what's up. That's right. Well, thank you, man. I mean, it's just about working with the artists that you're working with and helping them to realize their vision and seeing where they are. And, and that's what's up. You know, I mean, I, I just love working with high talent. And again, big ups to uh, to Jay. You know, because when he came in the lab, man, I, I, like I said, he was being very humble. Well, the dude, he, he, he was like, we got it done, and I was I was you know trying to host him and all that. But he came in the studio like a pro, man. I worked with a lot of cats, man. This dude. He didn't even use paper when he did his rap, man. He actually wrote it in his head right there in front of me, listening to the track and put it down quick, man. He wasn't playing. And it wasn't freestyled as much as he just sat there and listened to the song and just came right with it, man, and got it done fast. So big ups to that brother as well. That's what's up. I appreciate it. And, and I'll tell you what, another thing Jake Gibb put out on Twitter that he was in uh, he was in the studio or something, and I was like, man, won't you drop me some, some – uh, Drop me some drops. Do me some drops. And and within within an hour, I got this. This your boy, Jay Gibb, the soul of the city. And you are in the kitchen. Right here on Soul Kitchen Radio. We cooking up that good gumbo, that good beef stew for you. You dig? Holla. 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 You know how we work, baby. You know how we work. <laughs> definitely, man. Man, definitely. So... So, Iris, what's next for you? Tell me if you close your eyes and you dream of of what you want, what is your ultimate goal and your ultimate dream in the music? Oh, my ultimate goal. That's, that's crazy. Um, my, one of my ultimate goals is definitely um, when the ball drops at, in New York City. I right. definitely want to perform there. That is one of my main goals. It's always been a dream of mine. New York City ball drop, New York or, or New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's definitely my um, one of my um, top priorities, and hopefully one day that will happen for me. You know, it's awesome. Um, Performing on the Grammys. Uh, oh yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite. Oh yeah, as long as you, you know, you know the saying goes, show. the saying goes, as long as you can conceive it, if you can conceive it, you can believe it, you can achieve it, man. So just stay, mm-hmm. stay gritting and stay grinding and stay surrounding yourself with very talented people like Mr. Early and, and Jake Gibbs. You know, what I'm saying and and you gonna get you gonna get where you gotta go. Real talk. Yeah, well, we'll get there. It'll, it'll happen. I believe. I believe in it. It will happen. <laughs> well, um, check this out, uh, Camacho. I got I got my homeboy Bino on the phone. Let me bring him in real quick. Hold on one All second. Right. Bino, what's good? You on the line from this boy from Kentucky? What's up? What's up, Bino? What up, though? Oh man, it's good. So so the homegirl, uh, Jennifer, uh, uh, uh Larosa, she got she sent me the track. She sent me the obsession, uh, track. You know what I'm saying? And, and I seen the and I seen the video and as a connoisseur as a connoisseur of the tree of the turtle, 
I had to say that I had to I had to add that up there with the five on it, John. You know what I'm saying? As far as being the the, the herbal uh, anthem, what's up with that? Man, I'm a uh, like I'm a connoisseur and a consumer of the herbal essence myself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you feel me? I mean, I mean, it's just one of them things, man. Like. Every, everybody's been telling me, man. It's, everybody's been telling me it's the best one they've ever heard. You know what I'm saying? I, I just did it. That's all. That's all I'm responsible for. I, I just well, did. Terrible, it. I was, I, yeah. I, well, I, well, I was like, because I like the way you talking on each verse. Because you know, if you if you're a smoker, you can relate. So it's like, and then you was like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna just play the song. This is B, this is Bino from Kentucky. This is a song. You know, what I'm saying he revamped that that uh, baby come to me, and then this is that uh, obsession, man. Soul Kitchen Radio, man. I never listened when they said you was a fraud 
I did the trip when I saw you rolling with them other niggas. I got my usher on. I just let it burn. I know you get around. I just wait my turn. I can't say it enough. Mary, I love you. I know you got your money. I know I got enough for you. I'm asking for your hand. If you would have me, it's all good. I got your message from your granddaddy. Like, yeah, that's what's up, because I played it like three times. That's how I know it was right to me. You smell me? 
Yeah, well, see, the thing is, like, the uh, the obsession actually is like the interlude. The the uh, the song, if anything, for the video, that's Mary Come to Me, which is a rendition of the Baby Come to Me. I was, man, I was high when I wrote that, like, but I was by myself. And I was okay. just, I was by myself. And, and only, you know what I'm saying, for everybody that don't really dig the auto-tune, I only use it because I can't sing. But that's all me on there. That's me. Everything on there is me. I did, I did all the music in my... Uh, my partner, uh, Priceless the Stoner, he uh, the one that did the obsession. He's uh, he did all the beat part, you know what I'm saying? But I did all the music part, so we collabed on the on the uh, music, and it came out perfect. That's probably that's probably one of them things where you like, man, I got this song. I don't feel like waiting for no singer, man. I think I'm just gonna do it real quick, my own self. Right. But but the thing the thing of it is, is like I just I just dropped a CD, man, which I'm already sending y'all some stuff. Uh, Man, I, I pretty much did get the attitude because, like, everything that's on my CD, I decided to do it myself. I don't call it singing. I call it vocaling. I'm vocaling. <laughs> it was high when you made up that term, too, huh? Vocaling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, so it's like, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of you know, the, the singers is trying to rap now, and a lot of people that can't rap at all is rapping, so how come the rappers can't vocal? They, vocal, they can vocal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, We got OG James early on here, you know what I'm saying? He done recorded with some of the best singers on the planet, but he still got love for the vocal, the auto-tune sometimes. <laughs> he was just talking about T-Pain. <laughs> T-Pain, get away with it sometimes. You feel me? Vocal sometimes you got to do it, though, right? Your, is that going to be in your dialogue hey, now? I, I ain't hating on it, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> a hit, it's a hit. If you got to get it done, get it done, bro. And that, that, that shit is hot, man. So you go with it, especially if you... Nobody could tell your story like you. So I ain't mad at somebody if they right. want to sing on their track and you got to tune it up. I'm just saying that when you have singers that can't sing that good, you know what I mean, they should be trying to step up their game. But a rapper that right. wants to right. sing on their track, you got to tune it up. I mean, you got to do that to make it sound right for the public. So you do whatever you got to do, bro. That, that, that's hot, man. Dude, that's I appreciate it. I mean, like, it's, a, it's a lot of those uh, by-myself things. I do, I do the stuff by myself. But and not uh, like the big sessions when we when we all congregated. When they those songs that come through like like the Mary, they all came back to the studio and I I played it for them. They we didn't make that together because I wouldn't I normally I probably would have did that in front of them. So you felt more so comfortable doing it by your doing it by yourself and saying, man, I'm they just you know whatever. Things when you get in your zone where you know what I'm saying where you're gonna do you regardless of what nobody else. And you know you, you make stuff for people, but when you when you gonna make something that's like I was just trying I was trying something and that's what it turned out to be. Jay Gibb, do you get that <laughs> feeling sometimes when you writing? The the feeling that I'm I'm better by myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta sit down and be creative with, by yourself without uh without everybody without brainstorming on everything you gotta do. I think some of the, the best music that that I write in my head because I don't really write down no more, but is when I'm driving. Like I, I think I'm I'm most creative when I'm either driving or you know in the lab with people that I vibe with, like my producer Trackmatic. You know what I mean? So those are the two best best times for me to create. Right, right. So we got we got on the phone we got Bino J Gibb, Garth Belize, and the and the incredible James Early, multi platinum producer. We got a call from the nine one six. Who is this? Who you calling to talk to? What's happening? Calling to talk to all y'all. Uh, Nina Turner is on uh-oh. the phone, everybody. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know that voice. 
all my brothers and my my little daughter right there, Iris. Hey, Iris. Is she on there? She's here. Iris be in and out. What's, What's happening? Hey, James. Hey, Gib. I just got to say that, um, you know, me, Jay Gib, and Omizi go way back from the Taylor Made Music days. I think we was all, <laughs> you know, hanging out together. I think that's when we all met each other, right? Yeah, that was right. yeah, that was a long time ago. Shout yeah. out to TMH, huh? Shout out to TMH, doing big things now. Yeah, it's real yeah. spoke. But yeah, yeah, we go way so back in the game. That's real talk. Yeah, so yeah, we go way, way back and everything. So I'm just glad to still be, you know, part of you know, Jay Gibbs' family, Omizi's family, you know, and now I'm adopted into James and Iris's family. <laughs> All the time. We're gonna get you we're gonna get you over there in Kentucky. We're gonna get you over there in Kentucky with with the homeboy Bino too. Well, let me work that video yeah. project. I got 85 music video shows waiting to air people's videos. We need oh, that yeah. Mary video. We need to get that Mary video on. Real spoke. Okay. Well, All right. Well, you can, he could get my number from you, but, um, yeah, I do video promotions and everything, 85 music video shows, and get you scheduled for radio and video show interviews and stuff. That's right. Shout out to Lita Turner, man. She's doing a bitch. Yeah. She's doing a bitch. Hey, man, I got to shout out to the for making all this possible. No, it's good, bro. Hey, look, and you guys are all in time just for it because right now we're about to go into this uh, prank call by Roy Wood Jr. So I'd like to leave the microphones open so you guys can criticize while while you're listening to it and laugh because it's hilarious. Right here, it's Soul Kitchen Radio. This is our Roy Wood Jr. prank call time right here on Soul Kitchen Radio. Check it out. Hold on. Yeah, do me a favor, put Glenda on the phone, please. Glenda on the phone. This is Clark Devereaux. I'm calling on the behalf of the Saxon Corporation. We're the parent company of that property where your son's renting out of down there in Jacksonville, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, well, your boy's been late on his rent the past couple of weeks, and I'm trying to figure out exactly what the holdup is on us getting our money. Because all of us... Yeah, he ain't late on no rent. It's in the bank. Glenda, all I can tell you is what my paperwork's showing right here. I'm just trying to figure out if he gets those horrible spending habits from you because, you know, usually most kids get that from their mammy. Wait a minute. It ain't no harm. Spend that. You must somebody's lying to you because the other niggas are paid up. It's your son. That's the problem. Other what? Other what? Did you say niggas? Let me tell you something, son of a bitch. You don't know who the fuck you talking to. Babes, I'm sorry, all right? Babes, my ass. We're getting off on the wrong foot, Glenn. No, we ain't getting off the wrong foot. You're getting off the wrong foot. I apologize. I take it back. I take it back. We're just going to need your boy to pay up for the next four months is what I'm trying to find out. I know you ain't talking to me. Nobody going to pay up for the next four months. Yeah, man. We got to go ahead and get that handled. Look off my phone. The person you called is no longer on the line. Hello? Glenda, I'm sorry about my coworker, please. This is Johnny Houston. And he wanted me to call you back and just apologize on his behalf. But we still need to get the money, please. Where are we're, you from? We're from the Saxon Corporation. Where? We got offices in Atlanta, Denver, Dallas. We all over the place, baby. We own all kinds of property. Now, don't ask me no questions now because I'm trying Wait to... Wait a minute. I'll ask you what the fuck I want to. You call me somebody he ain't paying his rent. Don't yell at me, please. I ain't yelled at you, please. Hey, nigga, who in the hell is you in your nappy head, mother? Who in the hell is you in? Who is this, sir? Come here and call people's and shit. That wasn't me, sir. That was my coworker. You need to straighten them. 
freaking out. We need to get our money. Glenda ain't even told you what this about. And you all oh, up on no, the phone. Glenda ain't. I gave them bastards a body check to take it out of my checking account every month. He don't need to be on the phone if he don't know what's going on, Glenda. Oh, yes, he does. He That's don't my need, husband. He, don't, well, he, he got need, every damn right to be on the phone. He need to take his ass back to sleep. You need to go back to sleep. <laughs> going damn, I get damn ready. Well, if you pay your phone bill, you need to pay your son uh, lease. my ass nappy head, motherfucking sucker. <laughs> That that wasn't nice, sir. I don't do a damn little. I wish I could be next to you. So, man, I wasn't nice either. So what would Jesus do? What would Jesus Come do? Come him with all this kind of bull. Well, tell you what, both of y'all just bring the money on down to the ninety-five Seb Jams radio station. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the Buckwild Morning Show at ninety-five oh, Seven Lord Jams. Oh, have mercy. No, you. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. Oh, I had a dip in my hip just now, grooving to that music. What? I love that. You need a video, girl. Here I am. I got my moves down. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. That was our Roy Wood Jr. prank call of the day. Oh, oh that, that dude's hilarious. Hey, man. It's the funniest hey. one so far, man. Hey, hey. That's how y'all do people out there. They don't smoke them too to the head by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I'm talking about it. Oh, y'all I'm over here in stitches, man. <laughs> he said this is he said he said his last name was Hurston. <laughs> Hurston take your nappy ass head back to bed. <laughs> hey, you had to fight somebody, man. Hey, check this out though, man. I got like I said, I got the video, man, on, on YouTube, man. That's on my uh video channel being on Productions T V. You know what I'm saying? I'm just now I'm just now getting on the video tip because I've been making sure I get the music right. But uh, I got uh, Bo Hagen on the on the on the CD. I got the OGC Bo from out there on the CD. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, man, what's up know, with man, Bo I'm, Hagen? Man, I, man, I, I messed with Bo Hagen. Man, he was part of BME. You know what I'm saying? When 40 was on BME, man. I, what's up with B, what's up with that boy Bo Hagen? That's my little bro. I, I call him on three way right there, right now. You can ask him man, I'll make, sure make sure I get your digits, man. That, that's that boy, Bo Hagen, man. I need that dude on something. You said BME. I remember I was working I was working for BME when they went out of business. I was working that cool project. Yeah, man. That's my bro, man. We done hooked up, man. Like, I'm, I'm with a, I got a team, man, of of, of some, some, some dudes, man. That everybody's a beast at what they do, man. We call it the Almighty Monster Squad. We're a production team. So, I mean, everything that, everything that we do is, is more... Uh, it's usually original. We don't do too. Everything we do is we got our own sound. I know everybody says that, but actually we do have our own sound. And Nappy Roots, Nappy Roots made it look made us look bad, man. I'm just gonna say that for the record. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, hold on. We got we got uh, 702 just called in. You know, on the phone we got we got James Early, Iris Iris Belize. We got Bino. We got Jay Gibb. Who are you trying to talk to? It's Soul Kitchen Radio. What's happening? 702. Yo, hello. We got you. Yes, yeah. Go ahead. It's Soul Kitchen Radio. Oh, what's up, man? What's up, man? I just want to let y'all know, man. I got, uh, I heard Jake's mixtape, man. The breakthrough, and it's Kelly, man. We out here bumping it, man. I'm already trying to pass it out to everybody I see. That's cool. That's Appreciate that, man. what you, what you yeah. got coming up next, man? So, like, like homie said, like, I just left the 702. That's crazy. I was just out there uh, for the uh, Magic Show and all that. The breakthrough, you know, the breakthrough man. movement is what it is. It's you know, we're on the road to the breakthrough right now, so we're working on the breakthrough album. Uh, we just put out the In The Moment video. We over 20,000 views on YouTube right now. 
Um, we just had the birthday bash on Friday here in Sacramento. That sold out by 1130. We Happy shot a birthday, Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So we shot that thing in there. Um, so we just put that. I just put that video up uh, last night, as a matter of fact, to the uh, to the motto beat. So you can go to uh, my channel, youtube.com slash official J Gibb. You can see the in the moment video, the the uh, the motto freestyle video from the birthday bash. And we just on the road to the breakthrough. Like the breakthrough was just inspiration for my people. You know what I mean? Like where I come from in the, in the north side of Sacramento, like people get people get some sort of you know, recognition or they get their little dough or whatever and they leave and the kids don't never see them again. So all we see out there is, is cats that's pimping and selling drugs that's that's being successful and driving a nice cars and whatnot. So with this breakthrough movement, it's time to show them and go back and talk to them and show them we can be successful and we can win out of the north side of Sacramento and come back and bring more kids to win with us. You know what I mean? So this you is know what, what? You know what? You, on their you, own. You brought up you brought up some real you brought up some real stuff. So so I got you I got you to be the first person to drop and and, and um Actually, Camacho you can cue that up you can cue yeah. this, that that Jeremy Lin up you know what I'm saying because one thing that Jeremy Lin you know what I'm saying from the New York Knicks you know what I'm saying he's showing everybody is man it's a whole bunch of people that's out there and they ready to you know what I'm saying put their best foot forward and they just need that chance you know what I'm talking about. So, Camacho, you ready for that, man? I don't know if y'all up on Jeremy Lin, man, but he the, he the Harvard underdog, man, you know what I'm saying, that's brought back the New York Knicks, and he just did, you know, he just showed up and showed out on one of his best games just this weekend, you know what I'm saying, against the Mariners, man. And, and here go all the, here go all the and, 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 and Mayweather just hard to say he didn't know how to ball. Man, he a sucker, man. He a sucker. Don't even trip on that. Lin's the truth, bro. This Andy Fudge right here. Check it out. Lin moved past like he was invisible. The opponent must have gotten the wrong Lin formation in their Lin box, as he moved Lin dependently through them, making his opponents look like they suffered from Lin Samia, making Lin invincible Lin roads and Lin affecting the defense. <laughs> he drove to the basket with Lin Tent keeping the ball intensely. Lin adequate defense will have to check Lin to intensive care after that Lin credible move. He Lin tended to Lin Fury at his opponent as he Lin filtrated their Lin apt defensive skills. In his inaugural post-game speech, he was Lin coherent, so an interpreter came just in time to help with linguistics for his interesting comments, including the Lin limit details and the Lin side scoop. Lin said, Lin depth, I'm currently feeling Lin invincible as though nothing Lin this world can stop me, and Lin that you all to the Lin International House of Pancakes tomorrow to celebrate. Now, if you excuse me, I have to go home and get intimate with my wife while listening to I Need You Tonight by Lin XS, as she is only Lin Town tonight, flying to Indonesia tomorrow. <laughs> hey, you know what, Camacho? Yeah. When he when he when he took that step back when I was watching the game yesterday, when he, uh, I think it was yesterday, when he took that step back on 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 the whiskey dude and hit that three in his face, dude, I was like, yeah, dude is a true, bro. Like, cause they was a, they nice. did, you beat you beat the defending champions. Like these, this is the MVP in front of you, and you and you beat the defending champion, man. I know it's only been eight eight games, but he showed he showed me. I, I tweeted, I said, man, I said, okay, Lynn. Uh, you know, saying show me, and he went on ahead and proceeded to show me. So that's what's up. But I got Jay Gibb to to drop the first the first freestyle and just name it Jeremy Lin. You know what I'm talking the about? Lin freestyle. Oh, you know what yeah, I'm saying? We're gonna get thousands and millions of for the underdogs, man. Go ahead and bust that 16. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that, that's that, that. That's like, oh, that, shit. Bro. <laughs> that, 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 that's your name. So wait, 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 hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. 
What are we talking about? What, what, we talking about Jake Gibbs. All right, yeah, we'll check not, it out, Jake Gibbs. This is what we're talking you about. You know, okay, I'm saying, you know how everybody got the two pop back and everybody jumped. It's only going to be a matter of time for somebody to drop the, the you know, Jerry Millen freestyle. You feel me? For all the other dogs. So and I'm every, saying. Every time you say a word, you got to put Lynn in front of that word. So make it a, a oh, Lynn, crazy. Lynn crazy freestyle. That Lynn <laughs> Sanity joint? The Lynn yeah, Sanity yeah. joint. Do Let's do it, bro. High 16. And the boy Bino, you too, out there in Kentucky, man. Drop that shit, man. Make it unfold. You get high, man. You ain't got to do it right now, but I know it's going to be coming on the blogs. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be looking for it on the blogs to drop them Jones. Hey, yeah, man. 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 Bino, as broke as no option, man. Name that CDs, man. Halfway rich, halfway broke. So uh, you can get that off iTunes. Check my video out. I'm uh, on YouTube. My my channel's up. Bino Productions TV. You can hit me up on the Twitter at, at Larbino. That's L A double R B I N O. All right, you know, we cool. Got hey. you got, we got that double R thing going on in the Midwest. We ain't, they don't consider us the South. So, you know, we got hey, that double hey, R thing. Hey, hey, hey LaRosa always saying I need to come to the Kentucky Derby, man. So I'm going to come out there just specifically link up, and I, we're going to get on that good Mary, and we're going to make game unfold. So great. I got you. Plus, I'm gonna holler at little bro too, so we can, uh, so y'all can link up and talk too. Hell yeah. Oh, hey. Hey, check it out, JG. We about to drop this, uh, this song, this track you just sent me today. Your fault. Um, yeah. This is off the new, the new, the new mixtape. Is that where this one come from? Well, no. This is this is this is fresh out the studio off the breakthrough album. This is this is for all the underdogs that you know got slept on. And when you do your thing, you got to tell the people that slept on you, this is your fault you ain't here. You dig? There it is. This is the Lynn, Lynn Sanity song called Lynn Your Fault. Sanity. Right yeah. there. Jay Gibbs, Soul Kitchen Radio. Check it out. Yeah. I'ma kill it, I'ma wreck it with a style that got curves That's Serena when she naked and it probably only take a half a second For the record, I was mama's first born, so I never take second Nah, they want buffoonery, mixed with jewelry Then with that black face, then with that rat race Most of me in there, I'm on that pace So I murder everything and I'll accept that case They say give when conscious, nah I'm just done with the nonsense I was going through the maturation process Had to get the money straight, it's a process Not a hot tone, and I'm still at home when I'm not home And I still got the grip like a python Break through her and through the city like a cyclone
they was in my blind spot when I was changing the lanes. Everybody wanna try to put the fame on your brain. Blood suckers gotta watch for the fame. Spotlights right in my range, only got one shot, but I'm nice with the aim. Bullseye, now they change their reply with them. I don't got time, but you're such a cool guy. Now they wanna interview, now they wanna feature. Now it's Mr. Gibb, it's so nice to meet ya. Now chicks slide through like a visa. Used to have to chase and they deliver like a pizza. Right here where I'm supposed to be. Breaking bread with only people close to me. They'll remember me, hopefully. Turn the door when they face so they know it's me. Chico, she's listening in today and created her little thing. She's in the chat room. What's up, Davina? That's what's up. Shout out to her. Thank you for supporting. Yo, Jake Gibb. Hey, that hey, was... Shout out to my homeboy, Tragmatic. He, he produced that beat. He produced the In The Moment beat. He's doing the whole breakthrough album. The dude is a monster. So shout out to Tragmatic. Tragmatic. That's real, though. It's like we, we were talking about earlier. It's so many, it's so many slept on uh, artists in Sacramento. Um you know, Sac representing Sac Town, but I, you know, I feel like you know, with people with cats like Jay Gibb, you know, what I'm saying home chick that was on, you know, what I'm saying I, like it's so much talent. I feel like, I feel like it's gonna it's gonna unfold. It's only a matter of time. We say that we say that every year, but it's only a matter and of that, time. You know, no, there, there hasn't been is is there hasn't really been. I think Jay Gibb is gonna be the one that really. Not but you know what? But, but you know what? But I do. I do. radio play. So yeah, last I'm, I'm, time something big came out of Sacramento was what Gangster Lane. Is that the listen, last time something went listen, national? But listen, hold on. That's what I want to say because I do follow Jay Gibbers Jay Gibbers tweets, and I know he been he been tweeting certain radio stations in Sac, and and it seemed like when you got a track that's that 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 is is, you know, it's a radio it's a radio friendly track. Don't you feel Gibb like it's, it's it don't make no sense not to get played on certain tracks? I'm a, I'm gonna keep it all the way 100. Doesn't matter to I feel me. like I feel like this in the moment record is the record of my life in terms of a radio record. I've presented them with the best record and the best visual that that I possibly could. Right. And they still sleeping. You dig? That's what and I'm then saying. I don't I like go that. Up the way, I really hate that. It's, it's crazy. But I go up the way and I go to Vegas and it's and, and, and it's crazy. I go I go back yeah. I go down to LA for Grammy weekend and it's crazy. The game is fixed. The game is fixed. The game is fixed. The game is fixed. Because like, you know why? Because you know why? Why? Because you know, what I'm saying when you when you don't have that song, when you don't have an in the moment song, then they say, man, you know what, Gib, man, if you only had 
you know, a commercial exactly. record, like a scale record, and it was in you had good visuals with it, man. And if you only had that, man, you'll be right there, man. We'll play the hell out of that thing. Then you'd be like, All right, right. I'm gonna go out my way and I'm gonna make sure that unfolds, spend my cash and do the whole thing. Here you go, pal. Right. Oh man, you know it's politics, man. I'm with you, baby. You know, if anybody with you, I'm with you. <laughs> You smell right, that's why I respect right. people. Hey, on real, real, that's why I respect people like it, it, sometimes, it's, sometimes it's longevity. Sometimes it's longevity of the song, too, because sometimes you can have something that's, that's probably ahead of its time, and then you look up, nobody wanted to hear it when you made it, and then when some time go by, somebody else doing the same thing. You feel me? So this is a situation where you have a person, a person in a city you know what I'm saying? The city and the city got love, the streets got love, you know what I'm saying? Then you got a radio station that won't acquiesce to the to the whims of the people of the city and play the track that, that won't do nothing but benefit the people of the city. That's oh all. yeah, man, it, it goes it goes down it goes down in Kentucky too, man. It's like if you more than likely it like you were saying, man, you gotta you have to leave you have to leave the town to go, you know what I'm saying, to go and, and, and blow up and then they want to know what's going on. They then they want to ride. They want to nuts that ride. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, they want they want to ride you when you when you making noise and 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 you you working. But you know what I'm saying you right you right under their nose. They don't want you just a, another local artist. What I always tell them: don't call me local. Just call me an unsigned artist. I'm unsigned. So Gib, you speak on that, yeah. man. Speak on how you feel, yeah. man. I mean, I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, you you can present them with what you what you present them with, and they either take it or leave it. You dig like it don't end with these three radio stations in Sacramento. Like I just put six hundred miles on a rental car in three days. I'm getting to the people. You dig? I'm getting to where it's receptive. Like they can't stop the breakthrough movement. The break 2012 is going to be the year of the breakthrough, whether they own or they off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so they don't have no choice to, but to listen at, at a certain point anyway. It's like they 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 don't have no choice. Yeah. I mean, bottom line. So you know, and but, but at the same time, like we used to that. Like any artist that's from Sacramento that's done anything here is used to not getting that look. You know what I'm saying? And you know, shout yeah. out to people at the radio stations that that are receptive and that that want to help. But at the end of the day. They can't do nothing unless somebody pushes the button. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it becomes political all the time. That's, why, that's why I say shout out it's to people political. like 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 Suge Knight, man. Who, you know what I'm saying? Who will go up in that mug and, and you guarantee you when he leaves, you're gonna put them. You're gonna put that needle to the uh, to the record, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's for real because you know sometimes that you know it, it, you know or you got to jam a cat up at the at you know at they little at the, at the uh at they little personal appearances and show up at they little you know what i mean they little club appearances and say man check this out man this is what you need this is what you need to do this is what you have to do bro because you can't it can't do nothing but uplift and motivate you know the people when they hear certain people and for a minute there they were they were playing a lot of you know local you know I you know, like I said, I don't want to say local, but they were paying a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, and that was, you know, giving the city a good look, but they need to keep up with that real talk. Right. Uh, you know, Jake, but Gibbs, see, that's, thing, like, that's why like you got the, us like right the, here. Exactly, and I appreciate that's y'all very up. much. See the, see, the hype that I'm on, bro, like, I don't even consider that. I'm even like, wait a minute, bro, we in Sacramento. You got to walk out of that building. But the thing is, is the, is the breakthrough hype that I'm on, and I'm on, I'm on God's time. I'm on God's plan. This is God's timing. 
and he's gonna make it do what it does, whether they get on or not. You know what I'm saying? So I don't. I feel like with the with the path that I'm on, I don't need to jam nobody up. I don't need to, uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't need to strong arm my way into a situation because my music's incredible and my grind is incredible, yeah. and they ain't gonna have no choice but to listen when everybody around them is screaming the breakthrough. You know what I mean? That's real. Here's what I know. Here's what I know, man. This is James Early, man. It's like you know, uh, E40. We go way back. I mentioned that in my bio, but you know, the first time 40 went in the studio was with me. And man, the whole Click family, be legit, be shot, sugar tea. But anyway, what I'm saying to you is, I watched them make their success. Those cats are just always been hard businessmen, even when they were youngsters. We were all young. But anyway, my point is that we did the music. They tried to break it here in the Bay, and they couldn't get arrested here. It just wouldn't happen. So. Forty was smart because, look, to I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you this is what I think happened. Hold on, hold on, on a second, hold on a second. Go ahead, James. I was, I was just trying to make my point. Forty took the music down to the south and blew it up down there first, North Carolina, exactly. South Carolina. They was loving them in the south, and you still got that love in the south, as you all know, with BME and different labels. I mean, you saw the success they had. So he got the love down there first, and then all of a sudden the Bay and, you know, SAC, as well as San Francisco, suddenly they wanted to get on 40 and all that. L.A., everybody was loving 40 because of the success he made in the South, you know. And even Tupac, Tupac had to blow up in L.A., man, before he could all the way get get get, the, get where he wanted to go. You smell me? So right. sometimes you got to leave. You got to leap from the nest, man. You got to go out and about, you know, before you get your justice due. But, Bino, what would you, you want to say? Uh, man, I want to apologize for, try, for cutting him off, but I was oh, going to no, say just what he ahead. said. I was about to say just what he said, man. 40 came to Louisville, and I'm going to tell you right now, like, it's, you would, if he, he's just as comfortable in, in, in the city as he is in the Bay. Because when the, when the click came out, I didn't even understand what the hell it was. But <laughs> I could, you, you couldn't even, I mean, I, I, I heard it. It didn't sink in yet, but for, to tell somebody else that it wasn't hot, Man, it's liable to get you to get you jacked up, bro. <laughs> real, I'm talking, real talk. I'm talking about when 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 uh when the the click came out with the with the cutlass on the front and 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 Mr. Flamboyant and all that. Man, I'm talking about it's, it was all the D boys in 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 Louisville, Kentucky. Man, like you said, and in, in, in the South, man, we represented E40 and the click to the to the fullest. He just left not yeah. long ago and and it, and, and, and went ham. <laughs> well, wow. needless to say, needless to say, um, I, I truly believe that at some point in time, you know, what I'm saying what's in the dark always comes to light. You know what I mean? And persistence, persistence, and patience is a motherfucker, especially in this industry, man. You got to be persistent, and I'm sure Mr. Earlier, uh, you know, could t- attest to that. Is you got to be, you know, what I'm saying persistent and patience. Patience uh, more than anything, man. It gets, you know, it'll be right. But it's like it's like that, that when you in Vegas and you sitting at the. Uh, you sitting at that slot machine, and you and as soon as you get up and go get changed or some shit, and somebody sit down, or you go go get a drink or something, somebody somebody hit on that machine, and you be like, damn, if I just sat there a little bit longer, I was gonna hit. You smell me? So that wasn't meant for you at that time. Real talk. Definitely, man. Hey, I want to thank everybody for coming on the show, man. Uh, Iris. I wish you so much luck. I want to, We're gonna follow your. We're gonna follow your success and your and your track into this music business. And and I wish you nothing but luck. And we're gonna just keep keep you coming back on the show so we could we could find out what's going on every day or every every week, every month or whatever. 
Are you there, Iris? I think she did. But who was that on the five three zero? That five three zero. I thought that was her. Nah, she. I think she was a nine one six. Oh, you know, okay. But I, I talked to her, and she, and she will. She'll stay in touch with y'all, and much love to y'all for supporting her. Man, yeah, you can't do this without the DJs, man. So much love to the Soul Kitchen. Man, it definitely. You know, and, and then and I want to say this. I want to say you just to 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 Mr. Early and 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 a, a whole bunch. It's like with with the passing of Whitney Houston. I think one thing we recognize is, is that everybody, all these these people that we consider legends, they irreplaceable. You know what I'm saying? So we need to look at. We gotta really look at people like they are irreplaceable. There is, they, there are no other E40s. There are no other Whitney Houston's and Missy Elliotts and R. Kelly's. And these people are all individuals, and we need to respect these people when they here with us, and and not wait till they pass and try to dog them out and all that shit when they here. And too short and everybody else. Real talk. Everybody. I mean, we could just keep going down and down down the list. You know. Yeah, Tupac as well. I mean, you know, it's hard to last, as we said, man. In this game, it's all about longevity. And it's really tough. And as people come up in this game, I mean, even the, the youngsters, you know, much love to Jay Gibb doing it and others, uh, you know, but, you know, the thing of it is it's really tough to last in this game. And then, you know, some of the people we mentioned have been around 15, 20, 30, 40 years, man, and it's tough. You know what I mean? It's a lot of hard work, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, you know. Definitely. And, and, and Jay Gibb, man, you, your persistence is going to pay off, bro. I can see you. You're going you're gonna to definitely do something, man. If I was – if you was to introduce me as a palm reader right now, I'd be like, oh, Jay Gibb, yes, I see you. <laughs> you have uh, a great career ahead of you. Your doors are opening, you know. <laughs> successfully. <laughs> okay. In my Yoda voice, success will be you in your in the future. <laughs> hey, Rick, you know what, though? One, Rick, one, 100, though, like, uh-huh. whatever you need from me, bro, is good. Like, you was one of the few people – when it was when it was slow, it took an interest in what I was doing in my music and held me down, bro. Whatever you need is good. Right, it's all good. I'm gonna hit you every time I come to sack, man. It's not too much, but it's I all do. good. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you you let me know when you change your your Twitter again. <laughs> now we keeping this one a one. <laughs> okay, cool. Now, Bino, oh, man, easy, we gonna... bro, you already know we reinvented. Man, all the <laughs> time, bro. <laughs> Hey, Cats love that video, baby. Crazy. Thank you for showing up. Real talk. Man, Bino, we about to know. break that record for you, man. Hell yeah. I appreciate it, man. Like I said, I dare you. Like I said, you feel me? I dare you. <laughs> too, so. You know what I'm saying? That makes it, 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 make, it puts a little extra weight on it. It's all good, man. We're going to go out like this. We're going to go out like this, man. Soul Kitchen Radio. Uh, you can download it if you got that mobile phone right now. Go to your iTunes store, your Droid store, get that TuneIn app, and download us on that TuneIn app, and and you can listen to it all the time. It's all good. It's all gravy. So Kitchen Radio, we're going to go out like this, man, because we got everything going on. It, it, this is the only way to go out. Check it out. We we go out. Reinvent it. Uh, reinvent it. Yeah. Uh. Reinvent it. With the old and with the new. I'm a pull up in the band, you got to your H2. My type, the type, time can't replace. You can see it in my real ass face. Pace forth and back. Is it over? I said, put me in. And I ain't coming by myself, I'm going a couple of friends. And I ain't playing what I'm saying, is it has no end. They say the pull is way too shallow for us all to swim. Imagine that, back, back, show them we don't play. Eventually we'll leave them hanging off this old rhyme play. If HIP, HOP's my way to get freedom at last, then will you please give me a pen in the past? Give it to him.